episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. I am so happy to share that this episode is sponsored by our friends over at Daft Boy. Daft Boy is an LGBTQ owned and operated startup based in San Francisco committed to creating high-quality and unique fans, accessories, and gear perfect for any occasion. Listeners of Block Talk can earn 15% off their purchase at daftboy.com with the code BLOCKTALK15. That's BLOCKTALK15 at daftboy.com. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterthenow.com for this news, reviews, and interviews. know what a revelation means yeah apparently no one really knows it was time for snatch game in the philippines as pop culture icons took their chance at filling in the blank so who takes the title of the first winner of the infamous challenge who probably no one will remember that she won in a month it's time to talk all things drag race philippines and joining me to do so is mahajera how are you well how are you i'm okay this is my second podcast of the day and it's only 12 30 i'm tired Ooh, yeah um, it, it's it's early for me i like to sleep until like four same i had a show last night and i put alarms on my phone and like usually i put alarms for like seven but i don't get up till nine and i was like oh wait oh my god i gotta get up i gotta shower i gotta look presentable so here we are 12 30 very early for our, we are our world we are here Literally. We, we we are here we are talking about drag race philippines episode six uh listeners just so you know, there was no uh, reference checkup on Reddit this week uh, at the time of recording. So I'm going in blind. Um, yeah. So I'm not going to have a lot of the references that I had last week or the weeks before. Um, but good thing, finally, because I wanted to have an entire cast this season of Filipino drag artists on, but we finally have one. Yay. Welcome. Yeah, Thanks thank you so here. much. Thank you so, so much. How does it feel to be able to have drag race philippines as a filipino drag artist um i talk a lot about this um like in drag because i do a lot of pageantry so i talk a lot about this about how representation um is very important because here in columbus ohio well you don't have three drag performers who are filipino so we have me who's the only drag queen and then we have two drag kings so having representation on like a worldwide scale um, is incredible because I didn't have that growing up. I had literally no one. And then when I started drag, I had Manola Luzon, Angina, um, Jiggly Caliente, um, you know, all those wonderful drag performers on TV. So just having that representation is very important to me. That's amazing. Yeah, I, I think it's a celebration not only of Filipino drag, but just the Filipino culture. And that's what I've loved about the international seasons. I say it like I'm a broken record at this time. I love learning. I love learning about cultures that I don't know about. Um, are we learning everything we should learn? No, but no. we're getting little pieces. We're getting little glimpses. Um, yeah. And yeah, they're, they're really heavy in uh, sharing their culture on this franchise. Yeah. I mean, it's the same for all franchises uh, throughout Drag Race. I mean, even American, the American franchise of Drag Race, we don't see 100% of all drag throughout our country 
So getting little glimpses of like Filipino drag, but also getting insight on Filipino culture, that's huge. Cause like not a lot of people know our culture and my partner's um, American. So like getting to teach them about my culture, that's like, it's really cool. Yeah. All right. So this season we're getting a lot of interesting performance challenges. We're getting our second technically impersonation challenge this week. Yeah. Um, for me, I, I've known one single person. Obviously, I know Leia Salonga. Yes. As, as a theater person, of course, I'm going to know Leia Salonga. Everyone yes. else? Right over my head. Uh, how yeah. have you been about the pop culture icons of the Philippines on this show? Um, I've been in and out. So um, I lived with my grandparents um, till I was 23. So like some of the celebrities that they've impersonated in the Rusical, as well as the Snatch Game, I was like, oh, I remember seeing the actual person like on a show or, you know, seeing Ch Chata Santos. Um, she's like our equivalent of like Oprah or like a Barbara Walters okay. kind of thing. So seeing uh, someone impersonate her, but also make her funny because she's not really funny. That was like hilarious. It was hilarious to me. So um, it was great. I mean, I was a little lost in translation. So I had to watch this with my mom and she had to explain it a little bit to me. Um, but I mean, it was great. It, it's great seeing like the celebrity impersonation and like for them to make it funny. That That's yeah. what Snatch Game's all about. Well, I'm glad you were here because you're going to have to um, use the wisdom that you learned and pass yeah. it on to me. Um, and again, as a reminder, I, I react to what I see. I hope I'm not offending anyone, but we're, I'm, I'm trying. I'm learning. I'm trying to take in everything I learned. Hey, you're not the um, only one. So subtitles. <laughs> yes. You're not the only one. So as an American, well, a Filipino American, or they do have a reference for it. It's called AFAM. So it's American born Filipino something, something. Uh, but we do have like a, a thing for Filipinos who are raised in America. So I even sometimes like say things that might be offensive. So we're all learning. So I get it. We're all learning. Yeah, we're all learning. All right. Let's dive into the episode. Um, Brigadine and her newly sprayed painted wig joins the queens back in the workroom as Lady Morgana has officially left. Her mirror message was a bit lengthy, but not a full novel. I was expecting like every single inch of that surface to be written on, but uh, you will note that Brigadine is not the one reading the mirror message as I'm assuming she wrote it in Bisaya, which Brigadine does not speak. Yeah, so that was could have been pointed to, you know, our Bisayan speakers, so I don't know. Yeah, um, but after the message is gone, they finally head to the couch. It was a long ass yeah. day. Yeah. Uh, Venus is sad, but she thinks it's her time. Um, this is the first time we've seen the often jovial Venus Deluxe get emotional. Um, mm -hmm. And she gets emotional over everything and everyone in this moment. Yeah. But come on. It's a competition. This is a pressure cooker. It is. It is. Eva finds Morgana genuinely a nice person, and then she says that's hard to find. She says her spirit is pure and means well to everyone. And she thinks the vows should be very proud of her. So Venus is going to lead the girls in Morgana's trademark saying one last time. And it goes one, two, three. Hello, God bless. And I was like, wait, it's not with feelings? Why the hell did the show shove that down our throat so much? With feelings? That's how it's feelings. I, I, did we ever hear her really say hello, God bless? 
think we did. Neither do I. So I was like, wait, where does this? Okay, lost. Yeah, where's this coming from? Is, is it like off camera? Um, I mean, no. it could mean something different in Bisaya versus Tagalog. So like when you translate certain things from Bisaya to Tagalog, it could come off differently. I don't know. So maybe yeah. that's that's where that God bless came from. Well, Brigitte is also sad to send Morgana home, though she wanted to show off what she can do as a performer, and she did that. She felt very strong. But um, Minty is not thrilled that Brigitte is still there, but ha, eek, more on that soon. Yes. Marina is super duper happy to have a win, and this is a boost to her, and she tells them um, just don't be afraid to try things that are scary. She cannot only perform and serve looks, she's also funny, too. Marina reminds Silhouette that she's been in the top two weeks in a row and has won zero of those. And I say that's called poking the bear. Um, we're, we're seeing the two of them kind of bond again. Um, so have they settled their difference or do you think we're going to get that like full out drama fight by the end of the season? I mean, I think Filipinos are very dramatic, especially when you have screen time. So you never know what's happening behind scenes, but maybe they're like curating this, like let's be dramatic for this for the cameras. Who knows? Maybe maybe it's real. We never know. Yeah. So I mean, because yeah, we we've had a little, little bit of learning about what their disagreement was about um, silhouette feeling like uh, Marina doesn't respect her. Blah 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 blah. And then Marina's song and. I was like, but I want to know the full story. Are we okay? Like this, there's a lot of off-screen drama from previous before the season that we're still not right. learning about. We still need to know. Right. That's the that's the tough part about like these international franchises, like um, especially like UK. Like you're all coming from like you know one country, but also you could like be crossing paths multiple times. Versus like here in the United States, like. You, you couldn't meet like a New York queen when you live all the way in California. You know what I mean? So right. like you have that, like those paths that you cross. So like it gets harder and like the drama is a little deeper when you probably mm-hmm. like work at the same place. And also silhouette, you know, having, um, I guess like the more well-known name, you know, in this franchise, um, it, it's, it, it's pro- there's a lot more drama that we're not seeing. Now, prior to the season, how many of these queens did you know of? None of them. None of them. Yeah. I've heard of the places they work. So I used mm-hmm. to, uh, my ex uh, is Filipino, and his uncle uh, owns the O bar in the Philippines. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard of it a really long time ago. And then I was like, when I heard it, I was like, oh, oh, it's still going. Oh, O bar. Um, so I've heard of it, but like, yeah, yeah. Well, Silhouette is happy, but honestly, she's disappointed as these were the two challenges that she feels close to her heart. Right. Um, I also love that in the room, Silhouette will say congratulations and that she feels happy for Marina. And then a second later in the editing, back in confessional, she's like, I was robbed. This woman gives me whiplash. That's a very Filipino attitude to have because you have to be very... (laughs) pristine and very um like respectful to people but like very passionate like very passionate like and like behind this is like this bitch like i'm gonna beat her ass or you know the it's a whole 180 when you're behind the scenes so not saying all filipinos are fake i'm just saying that <laughs> you get a little fake sometimes it's a new day and venus lux just screams her way into the room wow she must have like a coffee drip in her all the time yeah 
top seven, and Marina is dressed like a top. Um, uh, my, it was kind of sexy. I like that little uh, captain. Uh, she's ready to steer the ship. Yeah. There's no time for small talk. The alarm sounds, and Rue gets them ready um, because they are nothing but a second-rate, trying-hard copycat. Yes. Which is a line from a Filipino, Filipino movie starring Sherry Gill. Um, the girls yes. loved Rue's rendition of the quote. Yeah. Um, it's a very popular quote. What I've researched and learned is like, this is very much like the gay quote for Filipinos. Yep, it is. What would you relate it to? What what quotes? Um, oh. I feel like it's probably in this realm of like mommy dearest quotes. Yes, but also like in terms of like very popular queer quotes, it's kind of like, that's the night the lights went out in Georgia. It's, you know, of something course. like that. It's, it's very classic. It's something that like all the gays say. Um, and every drag well, artist puts in their mix. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Right, like if we, had a, if we had a Filipino yeah. lip, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, if we had a Filipino lip synca, which I'm probably sure that there's one out there in the Philippines, that's probably her mix. That's probably in like every mix she has. So yeah. Love that. All right, Mama Pow is back, and that look, um, it's a lot. Oh, we've, yes. we've, we've already seen these shoes. Come on, shake it up, bitch. Give us something new. Um, it's the shoulders for me, like those shoulders. Uh, that's a very um, Filipino, like traditional costume, but the fact that she put it in like a very modern way, I was like, yeah. how the fuck, where the fuck do I get this outfit? Yeah. Well, there's no... No time for Eva to make her money on mini challenges this week as we're diving headfirst back into a maxi challenge. And you guessed it, it is Snatch Game. Yes. Game can I buy? As Mama Pal describes it, this challenge is where the queens showcase their best celebrity impersonations and try to answer questions that match the answers of the guest players. And they have to make them laugh till they cry while staying in character. Now, Eva will tell us that this challenge separates the real queens from the not real queens. Can I ask the franchise to stop saying this as part of the plot line? It's been proven that it's only just another challenge with bad performances being more prevalent to the good ones. It's almost like saying no one's good anymore. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, like with, especially with the American franchise like the last season we just had, like uh, with um, Willow Pill and Angeria and like, Bosco and like that whole franchise like that was a horrible snatch game Mm -hmm. so like it's tough saying that like you know whoever wins this like will be on top and whoever does horrible will like go down in history as a horrible celebrity impersonator like celebrity impersonation is hard in itself but like when you put it like on a television show like it there's so much more pressure and when you say when you say things like that it's like that's a lot of pressure which like because basically based on season 14 if if those are the rules of who is defined as a great drag artist yeah this guy wins exactly exactly which i know that she won but also i remember in that franchise a lot of people were saying that like it was just handed to her like you're also discrediting like everyone else who like at least tried but also like deja sky like killed it with the little john i was like that was that was great that was great We've just cycled into a different realm of drag, like celebrity impersonation. Yeah, it was a huge thing, and that's why it was included in the show. Yeah, but it's not the be all end all, at least here in America. So mm-hmm. having a quote of what Eva said, maybe in the Philippines hits a little closer to home because I know um, impersonation is 
something we've learned is a big part of um, the drag culture there. But yes. just in general with Drag Race, it's not the do-all competition um, anymore. It is just one of the little things you have to be able to do. Right. Also, the fact that it's crossing cultures, um, you know, some countries could take it a little bit more serious. You know, America, obviously, we take it serious. And the whole Drag Race franchise, we take it serious. But also, just like the level of, like, competition in the Philippines and like you said, the fact that in the Philippines, celebrity impersonation is like seen all over television. Uh, it's big. It's big. Yeah. Minty is not a fan of improv. She is not ready for another improv challenge after the one we just had last week. Yep. But Mama Powell will also leave them sharing that on the main stage, they have to gag them with the two in one boovalation. That apparently yeah. means one outfit that transforms and reveals into another outfit. Two looks in one. Also, note, the final part, we did not witness Paolo saying this on screen. So I'm thinking this was a voiceover. This is my conspiracy. We'll get to it. But my God, this runway was completely lost in translation. From production to the queens to the judges to us, like no one was on the same page, um, which is why I think Paolo had to do the voiceover after um, shooting. Yeah. Yeah, it was More that it later. was something. That revelation was something. Now, when it comes to Snatch Game, yeah, you don't have to reveal all if you want to keep it a secret, but who would you do for Snatch Game, both for U.S. Drag Race and for Filipino Drag Race? Ooh, that's hard. Uh, um, well, I've been trying to get on American Drag Race, uh, so we'll see, fingers crossed. Um, Rue, if you're listening, my audition tape's coming. Um, but I've um i did gilbert godfrey once um okay i can't do the voice right now just because like I it takes really work you gotta, you gotta get it, there yeah you have to really get there um i know that we're not allowed to do like like cartoons or things like that but i would really love to do kermit the frog because some mm-hmm. a lot of people say i naturally sound like kermit the frog um Fran Drescher is like one of my favorites so i would do Fran Drescher, but i know that jujubee's done it and um Courtney Act has done it. So, I mean, I don't think I can do it, but who knows. Uh, for the Philippines, um, I feel like all of them missed a mark when they didn't do Vice Ganda. Vice Ganda is a, um, a host in the Philippines. She hosts um, Showtime. She's like a very big queer icon in the Philippines. I wouldn't like compare her to Rue, but like she's, she's really up there with Rue. Like when you think of queer icons all over the world, like Vice Ganda, is one of them. So mm-hmm. I think they all missed the mark. So I would love to do Vice Ganda. I just need to study her more because it's it's a it's a character, like we huge character. It. Yeah. The queens are nervous wrecks. They are being prepared to do their characters. Um, and I'm a nervous wreck trying to keep up and learn who these characters are. Yes. But Eva says that whoever wins Snatch Game becomes unforgettable. And I hate that for me because um we all know how I feel about the winner of this episode. Yeah. More on Silhouette later. Precious is excited for Snatch Game because she is an impersonator. This is one of her strengths. Now, back to Silhouette. We are going to learn that she is going to do a doctor, the one and only Dr. Vicky Bello, who is a celebrity dermatologist. And wow, she is something. She Yes. Um, I don't know if, you've, if you remember, like, um, I forget what her name is, but like, 
Uh, she was like the queen of like QVC. Hang on, I'm gonna Google it real quick. Queen of QVC um, in like the 80s. Um, mm-hmm. She like had all the makeup. Um, oh, now I can't find it. Anyway, so Dr. Vicky Bello in the Philippines is literally like the queen of like, um, like selling things on TV. Like she okay. has like, Bello cosmetics, Bello like skincare and stuff like that. And like when my mom and I were watching it, she was like, really? She's picking Vicky Bello? Vicky Bello? I was like, yeah. And I mean, do you really want to get into my opinion of like how she did or do you want to like wait a little bit? Oh, we'll get there. We'll okay, get there. okay, all right. okay. We're, 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 we're right now, we'll, we'll learn a little bit about the person okay. behind the character. Yeah. Um, but what thinks this will be her week, but also she's not sure how she's going to be able to deliver Vicky well. Yeah. Minty will be taking on the gay beast of them all. It's transgender social media personality, Maria Sophia Love. Uh, she is known for her antics, and we will see if they show up or not. Yes. Um, are you familiar with Maria Sophia Love prior to the episode? Not prior to the episode. I did, you know, like all my research mm-hmm. of some of these characters that I didn't know, but like, I mean, she definitely looked like her, but we'll get into that later. <laughs> Vini Sears, she'll be taking on Chris Aquino the Filipino queen of all media, who is apparently, according to the subtitles, known for reading feng shui during the lunar month. Not sure what that really meant in full, but what I've learned is she is in a a horror movie called Feng Shui, where people get murdered related to their Chinese zodiac if they stare into um, the Begua mirror for too long. Am I correct on that? Have you seen this? That is correct. I have. Um, Is it good? Is it worth watching? yeah, I would I would say so. Like Chris Aquino has been in like multiple horror movies, but Feng Shui is one of her like most well known ones. But like it's like similar to like The Ring or okay. The Grudge, like one of those kinds of things. Um, but yeah, Chris Aquino, character wise, like is a great choice, done well. But like I remember again when I lived with my grandparents, like. Her and Boy Bunda, which is another character that um, Phineas does, um, they're just like a really funny pair. Uh, very like Regis and Kelly almost. Okay, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. Precious believes that Venus is going to be her biggest competition as she too is really good at doing impersonations. Yes. Mama Pow is back because she's like, I want to know what's going on and I'm going to critique you already. Yeah. Now, before we get to the discussions, um, we'll talk about it later with Untucked because we'll, 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 we'll see it more in, in view, but I want to discuss the road boxes that are in the room with the dolls pinned to it. If you go to Corazon's Twitter, you will see that each doll refers to one of the Eliminated Queens. Um, that's a horror movie right there. Yeah, it's, it's really weird. It's some voodoo shit. Where did they get those dolls? Uh, I mean, I don't know, but I remember in the Philippines, like, you can go to, like, a market and, like, buy, like, like, these little dolls, like, for, like, party favorites and stuff like that. Like, in the Philippines, we have, um, it's similar to, like, a piñata, uh, where we have, like, this, like, cardboard box kind of thing, and, like, instead of, like, hitting it, you would grab, like, you would jump up and grab, like, a prize. So, like, you can go to a market and get, like, candy and toys and, like, little things like that. So, I have seen those little dolls before. Yes, they are creepy in person. But, like, the fact that they hung them up to, like, represent the Eliminate Queens, I'm like, this is, this is weird. Yeah, it is weird because I 
think we saw in one of the mini challenges, like someone had three of the dolls um, yeah. to represent, uh, I think it was Prince and Corazon. And I guess they either were, whoever had them brought them or they were in the room. But either way, I was like, not for me. The fact that you have that in your suitcase, like, girl, what are you doing? <laughs> right. All right. Minty Fresh is going to join Powell first. And she is not sold on Maria Sophia Love as a character. Minty tells us that Maria Sophia Love is a transgender woman who went viral because she went a little cray cray nuts. Um, she's always drunk and Minty thinks that's going to be easy for her. Mama Pal wants to know why she picked her, and she says her first option was difficult, which her option was TikToker Sasa Girl, who um, she finds the character super funny, but thinks it would be hard to match her, which yeah. is a real thing. It's hard to be able to do funny people who are already funny. Yeah. But Mancy says that Maria Sophia Love has certain buzzwords and an aura that she can use. She can recreate the smoky eyes and slick black blonde hair, all of which, though, does not make a good impersonation. Gotta make it funny. Exactly. Like, um, Maria Sophia Love, uh, there's a great interview with her and Vice and Dot um, that they did on Showtime. And she reminds me a lot of like early Paris Hilton. Oh, interesting. Probably. Yeah, like, yeah, like problematic. Like, young, like, I always say, like, Paris Hilton, I love Paris Hilton. I just say, like, she was a young person just, dis- you know, mm-hmm. discovering herself in the world. And that's kind of like w- the vibe I get from Maria Sophia Love because she's always like, yeah, like, I want to take a selfie. You know, you know yeah. that kind of person. Well, Mama Power reminds Minty that in the Ruskal, she was Moira, and she was a bitch in the pageant, so, like, they're all similar, so she needs to be creative enough to make them different. We're going to move over to Precious and Breeding, and Precious shows off her red blazer and big pearl necklace as she jokes that she will be doing longtime storyteller of the universe, uh, Helen Vera, and she's the host of drama anthology series Lovingly Yours, Helen. But no, no, that's not what she's doing. In reality, she's doing Charles Santos, who is famous for reading letters very calmly and shows very little emotion. Even the character is angry or intense. And it's like, okay, interesting choice. But I, Precious, I got you. I love you. You're my favorite. So I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm going I'm to lean on you here. Yes. Any insight on Helen Vela? Not that I, I don't remember. Like, I that's was right. like... Yeah, Chara Santos especially, like Char- like I said, she's like the Oprah, mm-hmm. Barbara Walters kind of uh, person in the Philippines. Um, she hosted a show called MMK, which means Maala Mokaya, which means Get to Know Me. Um, okay. And that, that was like a very, that's a very important show in the Philippines because uh, like it tells like real life stories of people who like send their stories into her and then she like reenacts it with like real actors and stuff like that. Um, so like, the fact that you're using her for like a comedy challenge, I was like, this is this this is something to watch. So I was yeah. I was excited for that one. Brigading is doing Elizabeth Ramsey, who is a singer and comedian and the mother of Jaya, who was Brigading's musical character. Yes. Now, do you have any um, six degrees to Elizabeth Ramsey? My mom did a little bit. Um, so like we watched a little bit of like her older performances, like back in the day. Um, I mean, she was kind of like, like a Filipino Tina Turner almost. Okay. Cause like, she's considered like the Filipino queen of rock and roll, but there's only one queen of rock and roll, which is Tina Turner. But, um, she does have like that wild personality where like she would sing and then she would like run around and like yell and be crazy. And like, it, it's fun. Like it's, it's a fun performance, but yeah, it's, I didn't have much education on, Elizabeth Ramsey versus like Jaya because like she's more modern. Mm-hmm. 
um yeah i've never we've never really had anyone who's done two people from sleep family in one season right right that that's insane except asia o'hara and the vixen where they did beyonce and blue right. which you know <laughs> i mean it wasn't one person but it was like two of them but it, it just yeah. wasn't great at all so while she has done her before mama pal wonders if she is nervous as her jaya was a little off Reading will say that she loves her and finds her jokes very funny and she can copy it and um, it's worked before. But sometimes, maybe. At least the girl's got conviction. She's, she's convicted. Yeah. yeah. Mama Powell will be blunt and tell her that when she insists on being funny, it just comes off as trying hard. And I'm like, whoa, did we miss this part too? I was like, where, when are we seeing Brigadine trying too hard? I'm not seeing that out of her. <sighs> I mean, not really. Like throughout the uh, throughout the challenge, like she was trying her best to get there, but I wouldn't say she's trying hard. Yeah, yeah. I'll there's like a difference. Be- to Im- yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say there's a difference between like trying versus like trying too hard. Yeah, Mama Powell wants her to embody Elizabeth Ramsey and have fun, and she just walks away by saying good luck. And I was like, she's not feeling it, sis. You should probably like change your character. Yeah. We're going to visit Marina and Eva next, where Marina is congratulated for her whim, and she reveals that she'll be taking on their ex-president, PGMA, a.k.a. Gloria Macapagal Arroyo. And she is known to be referred to by her initials, and according to the internet, she stands at a whopping 4 foot 11 inches. Yep. Tiny. Uh, The thing that I was, like, worried about this one, because, like, in America, like, it's funny to like make fun of like our politicians like uh i know that's not america but when the vivian did donald trump hilarious when aquaria did um melania trump hilarious um it's a little harder in the philippines to like portray a political figure regardless if they're like in office or not just because like making fun of politics isn't like a filipino thing if that makes sense yeah Yeah. but like i was excited for that because i know who that is and Marina's going to show off her neck brace, um, who she was known for maybe not needing it and wearing it only at opportune times. Yep. Marina has never done this character before, and she knows that she is not naturally funny, so she is going to use her wit and intelligence. Mama Powell tells her to be careful as she is doing a political character. Yep. Um, do you think she was worried about being offed? Yes, probably. Like, in her mind, she was like, in the back of her mind, she was like, shit, like, I... I something could happen i could disappear for doing this yeah uh yeah she knows that she has to step it up as the judges know what she can do in improv now she was super surprised to win the challenge specifically because she was not super big on improv and acting right now mama pal wants to know who her threat this week is and she's going to point out venus because um if she's in the right place she believes she'll do well Eva is up, and her character is comedian Rufa May Quinto. Um, Eva has only done her when she's drunk. I love yeah. her. She's funny. Yeah. She says the good thing about Rufa May is she's very versatile and easy to make her funny. Mama Power yes. reminds her that Rufa May is very popular and hilarious, so it might be hard, as many have impersonated her, and it's a lot of pressure. Yes. Who would you say is the American um, version of Rufa May? Oh, that's that's a good question. I knew you were going to say it, but like she's like the, the wild, like, oh, um, uh if you remember like paula abdul like in the early american idols mm-hmm. she was like like wild and crazy and just like bang on the table yeah. like that's that's kind of like where rufa may is in that era okay I, I can't think of like a more modern reference but like 
when I would watch some of her videos and like her, like she also sings too, but it's like a comedic way of singing. I just, <laughs> I don't know who else to compare her to. I think she's a creation all her own. Well, Mama Pal asks Eva when she plans on getting a rubage, and she says that she's feeling confident with her character on the runway this week. Now, Venus tells Mama Pal that she is still undecided, but she's thinking Chris Aquino and then her partner, boy, Abuda. Um, for her, they were famous in high school, and she impersonated them for her high school reports. And then it's like, go on, tell me more. What does that actually mean? Did you, were you just always a character, Venus? Right. Mama Pal she's tells so- her... Yeah, go ahead. She's so loud and crazy that, like, <laughs> these two characters are very her. So I'm like, like, even just confessional alone, like, she's just loud and crazy. I'm like, this is, so crazy. Kind, of a good, this is kind of a good choice. She's great for television. For sure. Mama Pal tells her that she is a comedy queen and Venus is like, I know! That's why I'm nervous! There's pressure! Last week, she didn't enjoy her character, but this week, she does. She hopes it's going to translate to happiness. She wants to take risks, even if it's character she's already familiar with. Um, obviously, this is an advantage kind of a challenge for some of the queens like Precious and, and Venus who do impersonations on the daily. So they're right. able to take one of their big characters and, and translate it here. Right. Um, it's almost like Derek Barry doing Britney Spears. It's like the oh, obvious. God. You got to do what you already do. Right. You got to play to your strengths, right? Silhouette, though, tells Mama Pal that she's doing Dr. Vicky Bello, and apparently she won at this moment because just thinking about that made Pal laugh. Silhouette says she's not born comedian, but she can use the source material to her advantage. She has the ability to play with the character and play with everyone else. She'll find out that this was not her first choice as she originally wanted to do Precious's character. And I was like, damn, I wish they would have changed things up so Precious would have got a win, but it's fine. I get it. Um, Jumping ahead a little bit, if Silhouette did Precious's character, how would she have done? She probably would not have done well. I don't think she would have done well. Like, I think, because again, with Dr. Vicky Bello, that was a bold choice just because if you do watch like Dr. Vicky Bello's like infomercials, she's very dry and boring and what have you. And if she did Char Santos, I think it would have been just that. It would have been like dry and boring. And Char Santos is like, very pristine and very like i'm gonna read this letter from this person who sent this ma- uh, mail to me you know that kind of that kind of thing yeah. and i was worried that if she did charge something it would have been like oh, it would have been dry this, it would have been boring it been this, yeah. this is this is it yeah i also want to note precious excellent television if you notice the cutaway straight to her after silhouette said this she's she's looking straight at the camera and being goofy i think that's yeah. brilliant i love precious so much she's so fun right now, Silhouette may not have done her before, but she has grown up watching her and can mimic how she speaks slowly in a mellow, somber way. She has the material for the doctor. And she knows two consecutive weeks being in the top two, not bad, but she's ready for a win. She doesn't know what's missing, but she once again says she's happy for her drag daughter, but Mama Pal plays with her because she clearly does not believe Silhouette in this moment. Yeah. I love Mama Pal. It's just so blunt. She's like, no, you're wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Mama Pal's going to leave, and the girls are going to get their faces on. And Venus asks Eva who she thinks will shine in Snatch Game, but doesn't really want to answer because if she does say Venus and she doesn't shine, perhaps it is a curse. Um, we, we've seen a lot this season of prayers and curses and blessings being a big plot point. Yeah, a very Filipino thing. Mm-hmm. 
she does feel Venus's energy and thinks she does have it in the bag as she has the most experience with First Nations, which is interesting because as an outsider, I thought it was Precious who had the most experience and, and clout when it came to doing First Nations. Uh, but I, I might've been wrong and that's okay. I love yeah. being wrong and learning. Yes. Um, but Venus thanks her for the pressure. And Silhouette is looking forward to seeing Precious's Charo and I kid you not, the second she starts speaking, we hear the sound of a blow dryer and we hear little to nothing of what Silhouette has to say. The sound people on this show are so bad. So bad. The underscoring during the critiques, you can't even hear Jiggly anymore. No, no. I like, um, and that's, that's the worst because like Jiggly also speaks mostly English. So it's hard to like hear her sometimes. I'm like, can y'all give her some more screen time? Give her the respect she deserves. Yeah. Um, it's really funny uh, for those who follow. Um, I posted a uh, photo that I saw on Reddit um, that the music um, on Drag Race Philippines is the interceptor of the season. <laughs> very that, very that. Very true. Eva is interested in seeing Minty's Maria Sophia love as Minty has surprised them with so many things. She hopes that Minty will tap into the crazy side and not the drunken high version, which was the precursor of what we're going to get. And Brigading wants to entertain and not fumble, but she's on her own competition. She's her own competition. She's nervous. She just wants to enjoy the moment, which is the best you can do, right? Right. All right, it's Snatch Game time. What was the floor? Ooh. What kind of set did they put them on? Like that floor was shiny. It was. It, it looks like a really bad dance floor. So again, sounds very Filipino. We're gonna have two special guest players. It's the manager to the stars and life of the party, Joji Ding Kong. Um, wow, he was a lot. Um, he seems fun to, though. Did you know who he, he was? I didn't. My mom gave me some more insight. Like he does manage a lot of like the Filipino celebrities and he's kind of like, I don't know, like if you ever watch like, there's some cartoons out there that have like a manager and like he's always on his phone and like he's wearing like mm -hmm. really bright costumes and stuff like that. That's very him. So yeah, very on top we're going to learn that his favorite client is in fact Paolo. Yes. Yes. Because he had to say that. Right. It wasn't... <laughs> Had to say it, but also probably very true. Mm -hmm. um, other guest player is the King of Spoof, John Santos. Uh, his dream yes. character that he hasn't done is Paolo and says he would like to do him one of these days. And we all know what that was actually code for. Yeah. Is double entendres a big thing in the Philippines? Very much so. I was going to get into it with one of the contestants' jokes that like, very dry double entendre play on words type of humor is very typical Filipino humor. Nice. Yeah. All right. Some overall observations of the Snatch Game that I found. First off, the underscoring we had for the entire thing, distracting a lot. We did not need music the entire time. Yes. Um, also, Paolo had a couple slip-ups calling them queens and not saying um, the question who the question was for until in the middle of saying the question. Yes. Hello, mm -hmm. off the game. Scary, because you could tell he gets a little nervous and, and flustered if he's not perfect. Yeah. That's very um, typical for us, because, like, especially, well, it's a TV show. I guess, like, he's very yeah. flustered. Me meanwhile, RuPaul will be like, reshoot, we're doing that again. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, I don't think they had enough time to reshoot, so he's like, Literally. I guess we're going to use it. Because apparently this was in a day, but we'll get to that again later. Um, yes. The second tier needed to be like a foot taller because we kept getting the first tier shots in the second tier solo foot moments. 
Um, yes. Bad, bad, bad set design here. We got to fix that one for next season. Yes. All right. For those longtime listeners of the pod, we're going to try a new tweaked format to discuss Snatch Game um, and see how we like it. So welcome to being the guinea pig here. Rather than going question by question, we're going to actually go and discuss each queen separately. We'll see how we like it. Um, We're playing. We're trying things out. We're trying to make the podcast feel fresh. So we're we're, going to play. So we're going to go in order. Starting with Brigadine as Elizabeth Ramsey. Yes. She started off in character and had conviction. And then it was just like a slow decline. Yes. I I pretty Um, much, I very much agree. Her first answer was that the Filipino tourism slogan would be changed to scary and gives a serious answer. I mean, if she did it in a funny way in character, maybe she could have made it work, but she didn't. And even Brigitte in confessionals, like, I apologize. I didn't do yeah. that. Well. Like, don't come for me, that kind of thing. Like, she did say that. I'm like, girl, they're, they're all going to come for you. But uh, it just, the way I would probably compare her to like a past drag or drag race contestant. Um, it's like detox from season five. Okay. Like that snatch game, like when she was Kesha, it just kind of went from like here and then went down and then there had to be some kind of antic to do like do it up. Like when she Her ran second, around. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When she well, ran around. She, it up. Yeah. 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 Um, it was probably the funniest thing she did, but they didn't find it funny. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like my mom told me that Elizabeth Ramsey did that a lot during her performances. Mm-hmm. So like, it just was more, you are impersonating this person, just not making it funny. Fair. Um, yeah, I think if her answers were funny, she probably would have been safe this week because I, I did like her love. I know we'll get to that later. Yeah. Um, why did she say fist fighting? Is that something we should know about? Even like Pal was like, why? I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> that was a weird answer. Also, what are fish balls? Fish balls. Uh, so those are, it's not actual fish testicles. So um, it's a very common, <laughs> it's a very common like Asian, not just Filipino, but like Asian um, way of cooking fish. So uh, it sounds disgusting, but it's very delicious. So like you would take like fish, like obviously without the bone, and then you would like grind it up and then like mold mm-hmm. it into a ball and you deep fry it. Okay. And like, to me, it's really good. Um, I don't know why that was her answer. Again, it goes yeah, back it didn't, to that, It didn't make sense. Yeah, it goes back to that very like dry Filipino humor. Like when she said something about when Pau asked her, like, who is your king or something like that? Since you're the queen of rock and roll, who's your king? And she said something like, Well, usually my answer would be the king FPJ. And FPJ is like Fernando Po Jr. He's like very well-known actor, very, like, compared to, like, a, like a John Wayne, almost. Okay. Um, she was like, he's usually my king, but now it would be King Kong. Like, that's, to Americans, that wouldn't be funny, but, like, to a Filipino, they'd be like, oh, my God, that's funny, because, like, it's dry Filipino humor. So that's another great example of dry Filipino humor. Yeah, I think Brigitte's problem is she tried to, she didn't have Elizabeth Ramsey 
in the sense of she knew everything about her and that she could answer the questions and adapt it to make them funny. Right. Um, and for someone who we know, she, she's the drag race girl of the season. She's the one who studied the show, has met the queens and all that shit. Yeah. You would think that she had done a little more research on how to do a proper snatch game, but she, 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 she flustered. Right. And another thing, I mean, I understand it's drag race Philippines. I don't know if they like had to 100% do a Filipino character, if that makes right. sense. Because Brigadine did say, like, right on the bat, like, she's traveled, she's been, like, with, um, like, drag race girls, like, from all around the world, you know, stuff like that. Um, and actually, you know, I love her just because, like, I love her aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I don't know if, like, everyone had to do a Filipino character. I mean, I, it would make sense, but, like, I don't think she would yeah. have to. I guess, like, the, the question would be, like, who, for a Filipino artist, um would translate what best for a filipino audience right right well i guess i also have to look at that too because like more so filipinos are watching this and like oh i don't know who this is because you're doing like international character versus like someone we know and love which you know it made it worse because you're doing something we know and love and not doing it well yeah um i almost wonder what would have happened if like someone did um Manila Luzon yeah yeah like what would that, that look would like the, that would be the shadiest thing ever um, right. or even um, Imelda Marcos no one did Imelda Marcos but I guess no one um, yeah I guess it's because Manila kind of she killed it, it. And she was really good she killed it like she did yeah. exactly what you're supposed to do like this is a character no one knows and you make a character out of it make it funny like that yeah. that was great listen for a season about the shoes come on the shoes, the shoes. All right, let's move on to Evil Queen as Rufa Mekinto. Um, the boobs, they were quite big. The boobs, the boobs, yes. Um, are, are you are a breastplate queen? No, I don't. I can't. I, I dance a lot, and like even wearing the bra <laughs> I have, it sets my balance off. Yeah. And sometimes I'm just like, I'm going to take this off and like never wear a bra again. But like, I've worn a breastplate once because I did like this um you know in animes like the girls with the big boobs they run and like their boobs mm-hmm. just bouncing everywhere I did a performance about that just like just literally I'm sitting on the middle of the stage and just running but like those breastplates like <laughs> props to whoever wears them I think Eva is a sleeper on this show she's not a standout but she's been super consistent she has everything she's done absolutely well. yes um if Eva as Rufa May was the voice of my navigation, I would be fucked. I'd get nowhere. Yeah. Go, 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 go to the left. And then we go, go, go. Um, so her walk is about being explosive. I can only imagine that she was referring, what well, she was referring to, um, but also that booby thrusting that she just started to do. Very yes. funny. Very, very well done in character. Yes. Um, I loved the no time to breastfeed answer because the more she spoke, the more unhinged her answer got. Yes. Um, to the point where she's giving her husband the breast milk and her husband is yummy. I was like, make it stop. But we'll get to it later when, why we got here, but the mole on her tit was funny. It was hilarious. Oh my God. That it was hilarious. sat there. Yes. Um, and then and the also, answer about, it, yeah, go ahead. It, it plays to like Rufa May's, like the actual Rufa May, like how almost oblivious she is. 
So like yeah. the fact that you just put the mole in a random place and it's just sitting there is very rude for me. Um, slap, slap her flounder fish on the floor. I didn't get it, but again, shout out to Ariel's friend Flounder. Come on, Rachel. Flounder. About the casting of that movie. Um, oh my God. Uh, I can't wait for the movie. It's going to be beautiful. I know. I love Hallie, Hallie Bailey. And just like when I heard the, like, the snippet of Part of Your World, I just was like, oh my God, she's going to do fantastic. It was just that slight riff that she brought into it. I was like, oh my yes. God, we're modernizing the score. It's going to be beautiful. Oh, but yeah, these people got to stop. And then. Uh, uh, again, I posted on my um, story about um, Flounder learning uh, learning his name in uh, Filipino. Very funny. Yes, yeah. <laughs> very, um, very funny. Another food question for you. Sour yeah. peanut soup. The bit went on and on. I was also lost. Does not sound appetizing to my palate. So I, I think it was actually like, and hopefully somebody out there corrects me because like my mom didn't get it either. I didn't get it. I think okay. it's like, I think it's a reference to like testicle sweat because like peanuts, nuts. In Tagalog, we say, yeah, when we refer to your testicles, we say manet, which means nuts. So like, I didn't know if it was a reference to it because like, I know Rufame is like her, her um, comedy style is very like out there and very like unhinged. So like mm-hmm. she could have like been referencing testicles. I don't know. Let's move on to Marina as GMA. Uh, wow, okay. Marina was good. Just yes. from the start, the way she had the physicality, hilarious. Hilarious. Um, I obviously don't know much about GMA, but I'm intrigued to learn more. Um, she's I mean, kind of cuckoo. She is very cuckoo. Um, my mom did say that she had, in the Philippines, our presidents don't have like two, four year terms. They can like literally like, be president until the day they die. Like, don't tell Donald Trump that, please. Let's not let's not share oh, that. Yeah. Well, we have Duterte, who's literally like the Trump of the Philippines. Oh no! Yeah, it's weird because like he literally is the Trump of the Philippines, and like he has the same ideals as like American conservatives, and like he thinks the same way, and also he he makes so many jokes that like if, if you translate it, it it's horrible like he makes jokes about women he makes jokes about gays he makes jokes about um like for a very long time in the philippines they they did poke fun at like reproductive rights for women so like before like the overturn of roe versus wade here in the states in the philippines they made fun of it a lot and like as an American, you obviously are like, well, what the fuck? Like, this, this is horrible. In the Philippines, it's a little different. But, like, I have a cousin who is, like, on his campaign. I'm like, you're literally a woman, and this person is making fun of women and saying you should not have rights and making fun of, like, poking fun at, like, certain things about women. Like, do you really want to support this candidate? Anyway, I'm, I'm going to get off my soapbox. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, again, doing poli- politicians in the Philippines, like, impersonating them is something that you don't really do but i think i think marina killed it like yeah from my understanding yes uh gloria arroyo did wear a neck brace to gain sympathy from voters Mm -hmm. and like it was just like this huge thing and then she she was also in a wheelchair not say like not trying to sound ableist because i don't know you know her background like if she needed it or not but 
my mom did say that she used it a lot as like a sympathy thing. Yeah. All right. So the, her answer about being, uh, she was ready to participate when she heard snatch. Um, I guess she really wanted that crown or presidency. Same thing. Yes. Um, the wheelchair walk, her answer of, I am correct. Your question is wrong. Such a politician answer. I lived for it. Yes. Very smart. Very smart. Um, what I found was her characterization was trying to be like in the know with the kids. It's very yes. much what an SNL sketch would be. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because like, I what think do you... that's what was a smart move. Right. Because like, it also pokes back to like politicians nowadays. Like how do they gain more followers? They want to act cool with the kids. Like she's like, I'm the baddest bitch ever. Like that, yeah, was, it's, that was hilarious. It's very similar to Kate McKinnon when she does Elizabeth Warren, where she tries to um, do that kind woke. of- woke. Uh, when she tries to be woke. Yeah. Yes. Um, we're going to actually have a match here uh, with our tribute to Morgana, um, which I couldn't tell you why that happened, but uh, I didn't understand the question to begin with. So I didn't, I didn't either. It was I almost just... like an alliteration answer, and that's why they went with, went with Morgana. I don't know. It didn't make sense. Yeah. Um, there was some inside references to ballots and investigation. I don't know what it was about, but um, after that mess happening in the States, I guess everyone's a little bit corrupt nowadays. Absolutely. Like the Philippines, uh, I'm not a citizen of the Philippines, so I can say whatever I want. So, um, (laughs) so like politics and like voting and stuff like that, like it's always like investigated and like, it's always corrupt. Like with the voting, counting votes here in the States, like, yeah, it was like a big deal. Obviously it was a big deal, but like in the Philippines, it's like, you don't really question the government. Like if they said like this person won, yeah, we want an investigation to make sure it's true, but like, I don't know. It's just like, it's not something that you like ask your government to keep doing versus like in the States where like, we want to know answers. Right. All right. So the cha-cha on the floor refers to charter change, which is the political and legal process to amend the 1987 constitution of the Philippines. What a smart, intelligent answer. Yes. Brilliant. And making it funny. Um, making it funny. Yeah. And then we love drag race, drag race references. So how's your neck? I haven't had any complaints. Yes. yes. That was there so good. Um, and then the bit where she removed the neck brace but the cameras were still on her. Very smart. Marina. Yes. Th- this was one of the performances where I was like, she, she's probably going to be middle of the pack. Not going to be good. Blew it out of the park. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, had she worn something else on the runway, perhaps we, we would have had a different result. Yeah. Let's move on to Minty as Maria Sophia Love. She had the voice and she had an idea of what she wanted, but just executed it so poorly. Um, her first answer we get about um, the 360 walk was just not funny. And she couldn't even volley with Paolo. Like there was no back and forth between her and Paolo. No, there was no banter. I think because of her character choice, she couldn't banter. Just because, yeah. again, Maria Sophia Love is that early Paris Hilton, Nicole Richie, uh, simple life kind of character. So, like, mm-hmm. The fact that you're in this moment and you can't banter, that makes it awkward. There was just nothing there. She didn't do anything. I almost forgot she was there most of the episode. Um, I think her answer that was her order could have been funny, but she was just so dry that it just didn't land. She had, just yeah. no, she had no nuances. Yeah, none at all. None at all. Let's move on to Precious Esther Santos. Uh, the mole. The mole. That's the story of this Snatch game. Hilarious. I think this was a very understated performance. It was a good impersonation, but in this challenge, bigger is better. Yes. 
what kind of letter would you want her to read of yours? Oh, that's a, uh, the nights that I just like, oh, uh, the night I fell asleep in my car when, when it's still on. Um, this is pre-pandemic and I don't encourage anyone to do it. <laughs> I, I got really drunk at a show. I still had to make it home because I'm like, I'm not sleeping at these clubs. So like I drove home, I was safe, got home. I still fell asleep in my car, in my grandparents' driveway with it still on for like three hours. And I woke up like, oh, oh my God, I'm still in the car. That's funny. I feel like she'd, she'd make that dramatic. Like Charles Santos in real life would make that in some kind of dramatic way. With her first answer, she's going to set up the mole of it all. Um, yes. For me, it kind of reminded me of Austin Powers with Molly, Molly, Molly. Yes. A mole yes. for everyone. Yes. Um, I will pass on a mole. Thank you for the offer. Not for me. Um, I think the John, the John and Charo mole bit was very silly. It was um, hilarious. Very silly. They though. planned it. Um, yes. But a very silly. The mole in the teeth, though. That was <laughs> Yes. I wanted her to do better as the character was just a little too subdued. Um, she, she had, it was a good impersonation. Like for yes. a sketch show somewhere, it would have been great. Not for right. a Snatch game. Um, but then her answer about Jiggly and the pubic braiding, I don't know. It was just funny. It was, Stupid. yes. Very funny. Very funny. Fun fact. So, um, yes. So my family speaks Messiah, but we also speak Tagalog. Um, so bulbul, which means pubic hair in Tagalog, also means feather in Visaya. So like if yeah, if you're uh if you're a Tagalog speaker and you say bulbul, obviously you're saying pubic hair, but like to a Visayan person, they're like, Oh, you're saying feather. Yeah, it's one lost of lost in translation. Lost in translation within your own country. Let's move on to Venus as Chris Aquino and Boy Abuda. Um, one fatal flaw, and Venus was going to be the winner of this episode. She yes. started off so well as Chris. The energy yes. was high. The characterization was there. She is a great performer. Yes. Absolutely. Her first answer was a lot of words, and then she moans and complains. It was funny, but stupid. Yes. Um, her second answer was a setup for her to promote Feng Shui 3 and um, give that love laugh wow what a yes. laugh that is that really what chris aquino laughs like that is her laugh that is her, like oh, the, no. <laughs> that kind and of people laugh, let like her that. on television yes wow. she's also the daughter of um corazon aquino which is like our former president um in the 90s like our first female okay. president so like they let her on tv because she has a legacy <laughs> Her next answer was another promo and led her to revealing that she is engaged and only invited everyone there who could move. Yes. I think Silhouette played into this bit very well, um, which is going to be a bit of a controversial thing throughout this episode is the Silhouette Venus banter. Yes. Um, I suppose those who know who Chris Aquino is understood that Bimbi was not a pet, but her son and Darla is her assistant. Um, yes. She seems like a good gal to me. But let's discuss the shadiness of the show who decided we are going to ruin venus's reveal and show us the viewers her changing from chris to boy i know we've had character yeah. shifts before why yes. do we need to see this was it all for narrative well it goes back to the way what you were talking about with the the platforms being so low so like when you are like looking at the top platform you can still see like the heads of the people in the bottom platform 
So one, I think it just was poor set design, but also it was poor, it was a poor choice for Venus to like change right there. Like get under the table, go off screen, so do something production else. sabotage Venus Deluxe. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, there's a conspiracy. Um, yes. when we did get boys answer, we did hear the silly characterization and the whole Brazilian blowout um down there a bit. Um it, it was just <laughs> not as funny as Chris, though. She should have stayed as Chris. I she should have stayed as Chris, or I forget who said it, she should have swapped the characters. She should have started right. with Boy Bunda and then she should have became Chris Aquino. Because like you you can start off slow and then like right. progress better. She started off great and progressed horribly, or digressed, digressed. Now, when the entire cast is like, go back to Chris, and then at the end, uh, she tries to put the costume back on, um, there are the results. Didn't work. Didn't work. Finally, we got Silhouette as Dr. Vicky Bellum. Um, I'll give it to her. She was frozen when she introduced, and then bam, Silhouette made a very strong choice for her character, and it paid off. The the Botox face paid off. Listeners, that's another week. Should I get Botox? I, yeah, I say I've yes. I've never like, gotten it. I really want to get it. I really want to get my lips done too. Uh, I want to get a lot done with my face. I told I'm my getting... mom I was considering Botox. She said, absolutely not. I was like, but I'm 35. I'm dying. I'm old. I, I was going to say the same thing. I told my mom, I'm getting up there in years. I need to like do something with this face. Yeah, my mom, I, that's my problem. She won't, she won't let me get a tattoo. She won't let me get Botox. Really? I'm just going to fucking put a needle somewhere. Oh my God. Just do it. Just like before you help her move, get both, get a tattoo, get Botox. Like, hey, mom, how's it going? Right. Um, so as Eva says, Silhouette was channeling the essence of Vicky Bello in the rotten corpse of Michael Jackson. I spit <laughs> out my drink. She I, did look like Michael Jackson. She did. That was great. Um, I love that she's on meds. She can't see because of the filler, the wink. Yeah. Right. So right. apparently the right thing was not a Vicky Bello thing, but it's now a Vicky it's Bello not. thing. It's not. So Chris Aquino, her, it's not like one of her trade, like, keywords. Like, she says, diba, which means right in English. So, like, whenever, like, we talk, like, you know how to do this, right? It's like, diba, mm-hmm. like, diba. So I think she was playing off of Venus with the right, that, that sort of thing. Her first answer about the nip and tucks was a bit on the nose. Wasn't funny. Yes. Um, very much a roller coaster in her answers. But the wink, wink, the wink walk was funny because she was able to mock the fact that she can't wink with the face being so fucking solid. Yes. Yes. I do think that she and Venus did a great job volleying with one another. Though the third question, you can tell that she wanted Venus to set up because her answer was about moving. Yes. Yes. Frustrating. I get it. I understand where Silhouette's coming from, but the game is yes and. You have to keep going. Yes. You can't just stop and be like frustrated. Now, the answer of Mimi Yu was apparently hilarious, and I'm like, who is this Filipino YouTuber? Um, so I guess that modern Filipina hair flip thing was something that Mimi Yu is famous for. Yes. Because uh, when you just Google her, um, that's the image. Yes. Yes. The battle I've only between seen like Vicky a couple and Boy. Yeah. I've only seen a couple the battle of videos. Between... Yeah. I'll, I'll have to check her out. No, you're good. <laughs> Listen, delays with 
Zoom. It's a real thing. It's a real, it's a, it's a thing. It the battle between Vicky and Boy was almost getting personal um, until she disappeared under the table, which was funny. Yes. Um, I feel like Silhouette is the kind of person where when she's in character, she's in character, but if it ever pisses her off a little bit, she's going to like get you. And I feel that's where just a little bit, one more question, and we would have actually had the personal uh, gripe between um, Venus and Silhouette coming to the stage. Right, um, which is kind of perfect because my mom was telling me that apparently Vicky Bello and Chris Aquino have like personal beef. No way. Oh, cool. Yeah, so my mom was like, because like there's only like a few channels in America that we get like from the Philippines. So like I know that for a while Vicky Bella was a part of like Chris and Boy, and like for mm. all people who are listening, correct me if I'm wrong. And then apparently like they just separated, and like she was no longer a part of the show. But like my mom did tell me that there was some beef between them. So like, I guess it was like perfect and like uh, what's serendipitous that they were these two is. characters. Yeah. Um, tasteless is going to be Vicky's catchphrase now. Um, yeah. All right. I don't know. Maybe both. We'll see. Yeah. But to end the game, there is the sound of an air raid siren, which was a lot. That was a lot. That was weird. I was like, wait, or is there a war going on? What? Why? An air raid siren? Okay. Yeah. Choices. Just like the um, in Drag Race France, their alarm is the um, the cockadoodle doo. Um, like France. Overall, this was a long game. And maybe if I knew more, I would have appreciated it more. Yeah. I just, I would have been, I would have been okay if we cut an answer, a question or two. I, I feel the same way. Like, I feel like there's at least one question that could have just been cut out because of like the results that they were getting weren't funny. Right. So like, if you just edited this one question out, like maybe I would say like, it's more blank in the Philippines. I mean, obviously that's like our trade travel mark or travel mm-hmm. trademark, but like it could have been cut out because like none of their answers were funny. Yeah. Or I think the, the jiggly question, question yeah. could have been cut because that didn't really result in anything iconic. Yes. Um, in a first, we are going to be watching the queens enter the workroom following Snatch Game. We are going to get to see them get undressed and redressed to get on the runway because yes. This was filmed in a single day. Yep. No elimination day happening, not two days. This was one day. Wow, that's a fucking lot. That's a lot, yeah. Do we know what kind of filming schedule they had? Because they, they must have only done this in like two weeks. The way they've been going through these episodes. My God. Yeah, like they're pumping them out and like, it, it's crazy. So I don't know how like, filming schedules like all around the world are i know like uk was filmed in like less like maybe allegedly allegedly Allegedly. we gotta say allegedly because willem is fucking getting everybody in trouble right allegedly in three like less than three weeks um i know for a fact that there's another like it's not drag race but like my best friend is on camp wanakiki oh yeah and their filming schedule was two weeks and Except every so. day that, that one checks out yeah every day was in one day so like i guess it was like it makes sense that it was in one day but i that's a lot on everybody like i, I know i'm ju- i know i'm jumping ahead but when silhouette was crying in um in untucked i kind of understood why absolutely they yeah. have said this is the ultimate pressure cooker we're going to put it up to super high 
Yep. Yep. So at the table, Brigadine said it was hard. Eva had a lot of fun, but they're just glad they made history. Um, but yes. if you saw Mincy's face, she's like, get me out of here. I'm done. I can, this was terrible. Yes. Silhouette had super fun and she's chill and she really does think she's on the brink of winning. Brigadine will admit that her jokes didn't land and it was all she could do in the moment, but she's not going to punish herself for what happened. Minty knows she's in the bottom, so she says she's going to be in the top. And Silhouette's like, that's the most in-character thing you've de- said because you're delusional. Um, look at Mother giving critiques after the fucking challenge. How rude of her. After knowing oh, your, your, your daughter just bombed and you're going to mock her? That's such a sore winner. Unfortunately, I've known a few drag mothers like that. So, <laughs> Oops. Yep. Uh, Venus will ask Marina and Eva if her boy didn't land and they tell her that it brought her energy down and boy just didn't have any punchlines. We're going to watch Minty sew her outfit as she's speaking to Brigadine. And I think this is the moment um, they both could admit, admit that they were the bottom feeders of the episode. Obviously, we've seen the tension between the two of them, but they it was cool to see them push that aside and be like, okay, we both fucked up. We're going to have yeah. a moment together, so might as well be civil for a moment. Right, right. And they both acknowledge that you can't fulfill your drag race journey without a trip to the bottom. And I say, that's not true. How many winners have we had that have never been on the bottom? Yes. Uh, Sasha Valor, Aquaria. Bianca Del Rio. Yes. Violet Chachki. See, you can yes. still win. All right, let's hit the main stage. It's true. Let's hit the main stage where we have Mama Pal looking like a pastel cotton candy in blue and yellow. Um, Interesting look. I did not love how much the hips slurred out when she walked, but it just may have been how it was cut and styled. Um, Yes. Interesting look. Very fluffy. We have on the panel Colin Karen, Julie Caliente, who Mama Pal says, it's so good that you have made it to Snatch Game. Shade. Um, Yes, very shady. So shady. And we also have BJ Pasquale and John Santos. Yes. Category is two-in-one revelation. In honor of the runway, we are going to play reveal or not to reveal. Love Shakespeare. Um, yeah. This was a lot. We're going to discuss each look. Yes. And we'll discuss what the judges say about the looks. But the category that they said was two-in-one revelation. I don't think that's what the card that they got before they got to Drag Race said. They probably saw a two-in-one look and did not know they had to make it an actual ta-da reveal. Right. Or they said two looks and one, and they brought two outfits and thought, I can just take one off. Yeah. This was so on. unfortunate. Yeah. Um, let's start off with Brigadine. Look by Brigadine. Uh, listen, we could all see it coming, but depending on your interpretation of the assignment, she did it just very safely. She as did, far yeah. as the look, it was stunning. The feathers are it beautiful. Was. Her face is remarkable. Best paint of hers all season long. She yes. presented this runway brilliantly. It was just no shock and reveal, but in fact, an actual two and one. Yes, it was. Like she, she, I guess I got the assignment right, right? Um, but like, it was very predictable. I mean, she looked elegant. She, like you said, her paint, she was stamped. But mm-hmm. it was very predictable. Um, and it's like something something we've seen before. You know what I mean? Right. And again, if the assignment was revealed, she didn't necessarily do a reveal. Yes. I don't know. 
Cal Karen says that the jokes were not landing. She says her answers were so serious and not witty. She felt the look was so predictable and it wasn't a revelation. Jiggly says her accent was inconsistent and her jokes weren't funny. She says that everyone knew that skirt was coming down. She says she looks amazing and expensive and the feathers are not cheap and they are Swarovski's, but she yep. looks expensive and we, they knew it was Shoker Fantasy. Mama Pow will ask her how she felt about her performance. She says she knows she didn't get to shine and Mama Pow tells her that it's a competition. She has to shine. She cannot yes. be in the audience. Blunt but true. This yes. look, I will give a reveal. I'll, I'll give it a reveal. She, like, she, she hit the assignment. It just wasn't, it's like a B plus. Audience, 62% reveal, 38% not to reveal. Next up, Marina Summers, hair by Jonah Quinn. I mean, she gave you two basic drag looks. Neither are drag race worthy. I yeah. think she had a knockout of a look she would have won again, but um, this was probably the worst look for Marina all season long. I like wrote down, I have that black and gold dress in the back of my closet and I wear it to walk around like the show. Yeah. That wasn't runway worthy. Like Not at all. If she had something better, like you said, I feel like she could have been at the top. But that like from her Royal Royal to this, like it just like sent her back down. BJ says he, he was worried at first, but it was great. From the intro, she hit GMA references off the bat and she kept going and going. He liked that her answers had relation to GMA and she took it to another level of GMA saying the Gen Z stuff. He says the runway was just a dress into another dress. Colin yes. Cannon says her impersonation was impeccable. She made it relevant and her answers had political nuances and she found intelligent. Mama Powell asked Colin Karen if she was intelligent choosing the revelation and she says not so intelligent because it was plain and then it was okay. It was meh. Mama Pow, so, so critical. Well, I think from my viewpoint, I can understand Mama Pow and like why she's very hard on the girls. Like this is the first time that they've had Drag Race in the Philippines. And like Drag in the Philippines, I've only seen it once a really long time ago. But like you you want to represent your country well and you want the best of the best. And so like I I understand why she's hard on them. But like, yeah, I, I get it. Marina, love you. Not to reveal. No. It's a, it's, a, it's a boot. I don't know if that's copyrighted, but it's a boot. The audience is 32% reveal, 68% not to reveal. Yeah. Minty Fresh, look by Randolph, hair by Dave Evangelio. Uh, well, sometimes when you want to have a concept, you forget about how it has to actually execute. From yes. change to free could have been brilliant, but it was done so poorly. Um, it was very sloppy in the beginning. Like that, this, that dome thing. This was, was Alyssa Edwards' egg that revealed into um, some pink ruffly lame that clashed with the gold somehow and the hair was terrible. Yes. Tasteless! Remember Alyssa's camera look? Is that what you're referencing yeah, to? Yeah, that's it. That, yes, very that. Very that. That's what it was. Um, which again, same challenge. And we all know the controversy about that look. So yeah. why would you try to do something like that? On Drag Race. On Drag Race. Helen Karen felt her character was one-dimensional. She has crazy demeanor and tics. She says if she studied the character better, it would have given her more light. She says her answers weren't funny. She asks if she thinks her beauty can save her. And Minty says she knows it can't and she fucked up. It's not her day. No excuses. John says about her runway that she had an attempt to tell her story from being 
chain to being free, and Mama Pao will call out that her necklace is thicker than the chain and that anyone could break free from that chain. She says they didn't even see the chain and thought it was just her praying with a rosary. Bad day for yeah. Minty Fresh. Not to reveal for me. She's not too fresh right now. Nope. The audience, 28% revealed, 72% not to reveal. Next up, pressure. Just Paula Nicole, look by Jobert Crystal Ball, hair by Maria Christina, nails by Opulent Nails Manila. Um, I feel like this one resonated with you. Give us Pokemon without being a full-on Pokemon. Yeah. Evie had the colors sort of flare and worked, loved the look. I just hated the execution of the reveal. It was a I mess. Hated it too. I hated it too. Um, I like you're obviously said, a big Pokemon fan. I am, yes. So like a shameless plug. So I'm uh stepping down from one of my titles next week and the theme of my pageant or step down is Pokemon. Um, I, well, one, I didn't like her braids. I, 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 I think that if you're not black, you should not wear braids, just saying. Mm -hmm. uh, she could have chosen different hair, but also like a hair reveal is very difficult, but I feel like she could creatively make it work. Um, it just, it didn't read Evie going into Flareon. Like it just no. looked like a brown costume going into red costume. Right. Right, if she didn't say those words, I would never have known they were Pokemon. If she didn't pull out that, like, sorry excuse for a Pokeball, I wouldn't have <laughs> not gotten it. Like, get a huge Pokeball and, like, stone it or something. Right, it's drag! Do something! Do something! Um, can, you can you reveal who um, you're inspired by for your step-down look? I have two. So, speaking on the, the Eevee looks um i love espion that's my favorite mm. um and vaporeon nice yeah i'm sure yours is gonna be better precious it's not well, to reveal i don't have like the engineering to make a reveal alpha yet i have so many ideas but i i haven't gotten that great with like sewing yet to make it happen yeah this look not working not to reveal for it, me. it just again was a brown costume it's a red costume and just like with evie and player on his title the audience, 32% reveal, 68% not to reveal. Venus Deluxe, no designers listed. Ah, this was <sighs> a reverse reveal. Like, commend her for that, but this just did not work. The first look she arrived in with the big hair was a cute look, not drag race worthy, but a good walk around look. And then she knocks the hair off, puts on a basic piece of fabric, and I'm like, what? It was, it was the cheapest looking sundress I've ever seen. Like, it's a reverse, like I said earlier, like it's a reverse re reveal, like you're putting something on, which like done well could be cute. Right. It looked like a piece of fabric, like Michelle Visage would say, it's a piece of fabric. So bad. Jilly says when she does Chris, it's always funny. So she was disappointed when she turned into boy and says it wasn't even yes. funny. She says she looked expensive coming out, but the fabric looked so cheap. John says he thinks she attempted to go back to Chris after boy in the excitement of being alert and present. He says it was risky, but she could have had a very short wig and judged it out. He says her execution was under-rehearsed. Yes, if she had a problem with the closure and tells her Velcro is the easiest thing to rehearse. Yes. Bitch, but it's not pretty. It Velcro's tough. Like, if you rip it off, it just makes the, the outfit worse looking. And like sometimes like placing Velcro in certain places, like you had to know how to make sure it goes on there because like if you put like a long string or long strip of Velcro 
it looks horrible. Like it looks worse than a zipper. So like, yeah. I don't know how to, how she would save this outfit. I wish like to play it. There's no saving could, it. There is no saving it. She could have gone like the opposite direction. Like start from the long dress, take it off. But like that would look worse because like it's two outfits, not a reveal. I didn't like the story either. I didn't like the story either. How do you go from a dried fish to a fish back in the water? That made no sense. Yeah, uh, this is a not to reveal for me. Yes. Audience, 16% reveal, 84% not to reveal. Next up, Silhouette. I just don't know how to navigate her social media, so I can't give you any designers because I, I just her social media is nuts. Um, here's my thing. I need a story. Fine. She gave you three looks, but there was no cohesion between any of them. Not at all. I think her attempt at Tina Turner was cute and made it in a way that it didn't look like it was double reveal inside. Give her kudos yes. for that. Uh, when we get to the red, all I saw was the black underneath, and I was mad that we even that we saw her undergarments. But then it was like, bam, it's another reveal. And then yeah. the third look was just boring. Like I didn't, it didn't get better. It got less and less exciting. It did. Like there, there really was no progression to why she started with the Tina Turner look. Like if if it were me, like if I were silhouette at the moment, like play on like the fact that like. Tina Turner loved Bob Mackie. Like Tina Turner, Cher, um, and Elton John have like that famous picture together where they're all wearing Bob Mackie. Like, why don't she like go from like three different Bob Mackie looks? Or if you want to like still do Tina Turner, like go through three different musicians or even two musicians that you love and like switch out into them. I don't know. It it just again felt more like you're taking your clothes off. You're basically doing fast burlesque, which that's not a thing. You're doing burlesque with your clothing, not revealing and not like a one yeah. outfit. Yeah. Um, it was like super blingy, kind of blingy, no bling. Yes. BJ says it was so good. He says in reality, she's not funny, but she made her so funny. His biggest laugh was when her Mimiu comment was um, so unexpected. He says she sustained it well and she liked her banter with Chris and Jilly says she couldn't stop laughing and she lolled, um, lollied with all the contestants and they couldn't get a punchline in after her. She says she was watching a masterclass of Snatch Game, which I was like, okay. Um, she says her, she made her own story with her runway and called it Julia Barreto. Did not know the reference. She's an actress. Yes. And Khaled Karen says she was the only one who did three revelations. So what? They're not good like re- revelations. Right. They're not good revelations. I didn't like this. I'm not to reveal for this one. No. Audience. I mean, it would, uh, I t- again, it just looked like you're taking clothes off versus like a reveal. I agree. Revelation. Um, the audience, 58% reveal, 42% not to reveal. And finally, we got Eva Queen, who uh, we all know why she had to go last. Look yes. By Marky Kadag, hair by Jonah Quinn. First off, the hair is one of my favorite hairs I've ever seen. It's stunning. It's stunning. Bimini Bamboulash is quaking seeing Eva nail the paint reveal for the balloons. This was yes. incredibly risky, but the payoff was so beautiful. Um, would I have loved more of a cleaner executed reveal? Absolutely. But the colors were perfect. Um, and then for those in the know, the MMDA art bit was very funny. Yes. I love it too. The only thing I probably would have said was I wish I didn't see the balloons. Correct. I wish the balloons were like 
don't know, like were big shoulders and she like found a way to like make them pop or like they were in her boobs Let and you find a way to make yeah exactly versus like they're they're there like physically there and you pop them with a pin or something yeah john says the roof of may clearly lives inside of her and shows how well uh he knew it uh he says she was listening as all her jokes were planned she just picked it up he says her look ended with her hair coordinated with her dress bj says her runway was very impressive transforming the white outfit to a colorful one and calls it very mcqueen he says the mmda gag was so funny and an lol moment loved it my favorite of the week reveal yes i liked it too audience I think- 70 yeah i was gonna say this is the top revelation out of all of them i agree audience 70 percent reveal 30 percent not to reveal uh, Mama Pal will tell the queens that she was disappointed with the runway. She will say, do you even know what revelation means? Nope. nope. Uh, they do not. Neither do we. Um, y'all fail this one. Yeah. But she has decided that Precious Paul and Nicole is safe. And yes, she doesn't need anyone to talk to. She can talk to her Pokemon ball. Yes. Um, that was so funny. I don't know who asked it. It was like, she's no one to talk to. Very funny. Yeah. Um, the rest tops and bottoms do you agree with the results there uh yes so even though yeah like even though again marina was safe i mean i i agree with that just because it went from a great snatch game to a horrible runway not horrible bad runway um obviously i i really do agree with silhouette um being the winner um in my notes, I put that she reminded me a lot of like Aquaria when Aquaria was Melania Trump. And like, you can't make Melania Trump funny, but Aquaria made Melania Trump funny. And like making Vicky Bello funny was great. Was a great, yeah. Mama Powers made some decisions. The winner of the week is Silhouette. She wins 80,000 pesos courtesy of Kumu. Um, Marina Summers, Eva LaQueen, Venus Deluxe, Safe being the Bottoms, Brigading, and Minty Fresh. I feel like that's the right answer here. We had it was yeah. no other choice. Um, yep. be, yes, Venus made a fatal flaw of going from um, Chris to boy, but it, her Chris was still good. Yeah, it's not bottom worthy. All right, the song is Amaka Bogera by Meme and Tarata. Have you heard this song before? Uh, I have not. No, I have not heard any of these songs prior to watching Drag Race Philippines. So, like going back and like listening to them, I'm like, oh, okay. This song is really cute. It's like a cute little pop number with that little 20s twist. Yeah, yeah. Brigading in this lip sync light looks like a superstar with the feathers. Like, yeah. bitch, I love her. Amazing. They both had some expression that was true to them. Um, but this song wasn't a dance track, which I think was really kind of fun. It was like more of like a vibe hit. Like you kind of vibe with it. Right, for sure. And I like that brigading ding brigading ding ding, 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 uh, ding was ding, like ding. taking like parts of her outfit off as she was going because like that's giving emotion to like this like I guess like being right. vulnerable but also like uh, Minty Fresh was also taking like the skirt off you know stuff stuff like that. In my opinion, I am buying a ticket to see brigading Minty Borden. Okay. Um, like there was a moment I was like, oh wait, am I watching Cameron Michaels? yeah she gives that vibe there's just no expression in her face when she performs and that's my problem i need to be able to relate to you i want to see the passion coming through right um even her death drop had nothing to do with the song like it was in the right spot it just wasn't 
the vibe for it. Like you don't, it's not a death drop song. Which is like a Cameron Michaels thing to do. Like when they did um, right. her and Monet, when her and Monet went toe to toe with their uh, lip sync, she like did a split, like a back flip split. into a split. Yep. The center split, I'm like, is it really necessary? But all right. Exactly. Well, Mama Pow has decided that Minty Fresh will get to stay. Yes. And Mama Pow is going to ask Brigadine Ding Ding how she's feeling. And she's very emotional. She's feeling bad. If you look at the back, yeah. Venus and Precious are bawling. They're, they're devastated. And then Mama yeah. Pow will say that they expected so much from her. And before yeah. coming there, she was a superstar. And for that, you may also stay. We did it, Joe! Double Shantae! We did it! Brigadine will throw some middle fingers before a collective hug from her divine divas. Um, yeah. Meanwhile, Marina's like, I would have caught them both. I thought that was very funny. That was um, funny. I would have been okay if Mincy went. Yeah. Like, I don't given think the it fact- was a great double save. No, it's like the song choice and like the performance that they both did. I just feel like it wasn't double save worthy. Yeah. So yeah, I agree with you. Let's go through Untucked a little bit. Um, okay. not as, we haven't gotten to one of those Untucked that's groundbreaking to the point of um, Silhouette having an emotional breakdown, but we did get right. a little bit of a Silhouette breakdown. We're going to start with Precious being safe, which means she's going to be talking to her Pokemon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if I were alone, I would have eaten all the food and left them with nothing, but, but hey, she took a nap, played with her Pokeball, and swept, which I would never yes. do. Why would you sweep that room? I don't want to know what's on that floor. Right. That, there's a production crew there. Let them do their job. Literally. But when she was pl- um, playing with the camera, I was like, that's fun. That's First off, that's an expensive camera. I can't believe you're allowed to touch that. But um, right. fun. How many hours do you think that would have been? Because those, those um, tapings for critiques take a long time. I've heard. I've heard, like, you're standing there in fields for, like, hours it probably so was probably like two three hours two three hours i was gonna say two three hours um i would have been like can i just have someone's phone to play with <laughs> i don't even care who he's i won't look at the internet just tell me right um, i won't so message gonna, anybody i promise we're gonna go back to that wall of barbies uh terrifying like yes. the tape that said we are waiting again it's a fucking horror movie right it there, is there. it is So we're going to learn a little bit about Precious um, prior to the show that seven of her designers backed out on her and she wasn't prepared, but her sister sent her money to go for it. Yeah. That's heartbreaking. That is heartbreaking. Especially knowing what Precious is all about and knowing she's pretty big there. Having seven designers back out on you for what was going to be probably as a designer, most likely one of your biggest opportunities. Right. Exactly. It's, it's, it's difficult, or not difficult, it's heartbreaking on both sides because it's like, as a designer, I want my stuff on like the first like season of Drag Race Philippines. Like I want to be known for that. On the other side of it, you know, Precious, like this is my first chance to be like nationally known or like worldwide known on Drag Race Philippines. Mm-hmm. I need good designers. So like it's, it's heartbreaking on both sides. But um I mean, I really feel for her because, like, that, like, it's not drag race, like, uh, on the scale of drag race, but, like, when you have someone, like, that says, like, oh, I'm going to make this for you, like, doesn't make it for you, or, like, doesn't give you updates throughout, or just, like, drops out entirely, 
that's heartbreaking because you put like mm-hmm. money and like love into like the design and like collaboration. So I, I get where she's coming from. She reveals that she was still short with money, so she just stoned old shoes, stoned old costumes to make them feel new, and she didn't want to waste a once in a lifetime opportunity, as there may not be a season two. Yeah. The Toss and Bottles are going to return. Precious is no longer alone. And Eva had a pleasant surprise with her critique and now is itching for the paint. And I was like, what kind of paint did you use if you're itching? Ew. <laughs> Brigadine doesn't want to say it was a bad week, but they didn't like her look. Eva points out that it was the toughest runways. Yes. Marina is going to note that Brigadine is one of the most sought after artists and no one gets to see her vulnerable side. She has weakness and she thinks the world needs to see that she's still human. She thinks that Brigadine is put on a pedestal and that's a pressure Brigadine hasn't adapted to the world as the world expects the best from her. Interesting to see um, Marina come to her defense here because then we get into confessional where Silhouette will note that she knows how Brigadine performs but there is a different personality on Drag Race and believes that she is using a filter and she thinks it's time to separate the queen from the princesses. I don't want to say she's the villain of the season but Silhouette's the villain of the season. Silhouette has a mouth on her. Like, it, it's, it makes it hard to like her sometimes because, like, she, she's doing really well. But it's, it's like... It's a situation almost where she comes from Nectar Nightclub where she is in charge of most of this cast. Yeah. And now she's on level playing field with most of this cast and she doesn't get to have that hierarchy and that ego here. And I think that right. bothers her. You can tell that this is she's not comfortable. When you knock someone like a power down a peg, like like the true beast inside of them comes out. Yeah. Like I mean, I've personally seen like show directors like be knocked down a peg where like they're no longer the show director. They're just like along for the ride with you, and like they do get that attitude where it's like, oh, I used to be the show director, and I'm still like better than you. You know that sort of thing. So like I get that from yep. the way, and like that's. It's it's heartbreaking seeing that because like I want her to do well, but also like she's kind of rude. Brigadine is going to fight and lip saying she's not ready to go home, but Venus is not delusional and it's a shame that she felt like she was taking the spotlight away from Mama Silhouette. And I was like, wow, this lady has a chokehold on all her children. Yeah, she did what she needed to do to survive in this competition. Why are you apologizing for, to her? But Minty, she expected all this. She knows she fucked up, so. Let's give you a little surprise. The video screen turns on and we get a video from Minty's mother and sister. It's blessings and prayers. And um, they're on the rather emotional side. Yeah. Brigadine sees that seeing the videos and how Minty reacted is part of her that she doesn't get to see. There is a human being and she's not just a bitch. Silhouette feels like she got a reset with a third week of positive critiques. She will be happy with whatever the result is, but I don't believe that. She wants that win. Come on, let's be real. Right. And thus, we're going to get another moment for her with the video screen. It is a message from her partner, Jill Jimenez, and their dog, Third. And this causes another breakdown from Silhouette. Like, we need to get her in therapy. We need to help her out. Um, yeah. She's got a lot of trauma to unpack. She, Wait, she that's, does. That's called uh, Drag Race. We unpack the trauma here. Yeah. The thing that, like, I've noticed about, like, Drag Race franchises throughout, like, the run of Drag Race is that whoever's doing the worst during that episode or doing bad that episode, like, that's when, like, their parents, you know, like, the, the loved right. ones back home, like, that's when they show them the video. And, like, 
y'all, y'all are really traumatizing these people. Like they already didn't do well during the challenge or runway. And now it's like, here's a message from home. Like you really yeah, want them to television. cry. It is it's called television. television. Yeah. Now watching Silhouette like actually reach for the screen as she was sobbing, it was a lot. I mean, this game really is a fucking pressure cooker. It is. And then watching everyone just like doing their own thing as she's going through this moment, kind of funny. Marina's just sitting there in front of her sipping her drink. Priceless. Brigadang and Venus are fully convinced that they will be lip syncing, but neither of them want to take the other's dream away. Brigadang thinks Venus will be rewarded and wishes Minty will be in the bottom with her. She wants Venus or Precious to win so they can all tour the world together, which they'll be fine. They're going to do it. Yeah. It's going to happen regardless. We're going to watch that Minty's going to head outside of smoke as she's joined by Silhouette. And we have not been to the outside of Untucked yet, which is kind of cool to see. She knows it will be her in the bottom and she doesn't want to go home, but she's not going to give up. Minty knows that Brigadine and Venus are good performers, so she knows it's going to be a hard lip sync. But Silhouette will tell her just lip syncing is your strength. It's going to be different for her. Is lip syncing her jam? Is that her the thing that she's best at? I feel like I would disagree. Excuse me, I have to sneeze. Um, so, I mean, with that performance that we saw afterwards, I'm like, was it really her strong suit? I don't know. Yeah. I think it was just a moment where, like, you want to uplift your sister and tell her what she yeah. needs to hear, which, like, is never really a good thing, like, especially in the drag world. Just tell your sister or your sibling, your brother, whatever, hey, this is not your strong suit. I'm going to just let you know. You got to fucking bring it. I'm going to say it. Stop rewarding mediocrity. We have to stop doing it. If your bestie who is terrible is doing terrible, don't repost them. Don't say, oh my God, they're amazing. Tell them, okay, this needs to be improved. Make it it critical and and help them. We have to stop supporting mediocrity because when you support mediocrity and these bars and venues don't know who who actually they're hiring, that's when you get these bad performances and you blame the queens who can't right. book a show because the audience don't want to see them. You blame television. That's what I gotta say. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, wow. There, I just said all that. <laughs> the queens <laughs> are going to get five minute warning and Eva is not happy as she has to finish her chow. She's just sitting cross-legged on the floor chowing down. I'm like, that's me. I would be mad. I was like, I will give yeah. me all the food you have on hand too. She just wants her pork skins. Oh my God. That's the one thing I miss about the Philippines, which... The closest I've ever come to Amer- in America, um, we have like a Mexican market um, here in Columbus, and they they said um, it's chichon bulaklak, which means like flower of pork skin, literal translation. But like, imagine like pork rinds with like fat soaked on it. Okay. It's so good. It is so good. Okay. okay. I can talk about Filipino well, food all day. We're gonna watch the double chante, and everyone's still gagged. Um, and they, as Marina says, they both have a story to tell. So, whose story is gonna fall first? I got yeah. some burning questions to wrap this podcast. Are you ready? Yes. All right. This is a kind of difficult question, but where does this lip sync fall in the pantheon of double chantes? I don't even know if I can even put it in as one of the best lip syncs of the year. No, not at all. Like, what? What was? It's been a long time since I've like seen another double chante like i just i like you said i want to put in like the best of the best like i still i'm gonna die on this hill like i don't think they should have both been saved i agree 
Um, bring, yeah. We're going to bring it to the ball next week. After some Marina drama, we're going to see if Venus is going to do a parody of a parody and does a look of Apollo. This is not going to end well, is it? No, that's brave. That's why we got in the preview. Right. When Trixie did Rue right in front of her, like, mm-hmm. that one was brave. Um, when Jessica Wilde, like, way, way back in the day, did Rue as, as her Snatch Game, that was brave, but she did funny. Like, yeah. it's, it's hard doing the host of the show in front of them. After six episodes, the winner of the season is... Who are you going with? I have have to pick between two. I have to pick between two. I like Ava LaQueen, like when she, like from social media to when she walked in to like her performance throughout the season. Her Rufame was good. Like it was a safe, funny, but like it was, I like, I like Ava LaQueen. I like Silhouette. Like, I know that she's Ooh. like, I, yeah, I know that she's like, she's like really good TV in terms of like a villain. Yeah. And like, usually we don't want the villain to win, but like, she's, she's doing really well, but also she's like the most seasoned queen there. Not like being ageist and saying because she's old. I'm just saying because like, she's been around the block for a while. Sure. And she wants this win and she's doing whatever she can to get this win, but also she's being an asshole about it. You know what I mean? I uh I feel like I'm gonna I, I'm gonna keep saying my winner pick is precious, but this week okay. dropped her down a little bit. Um just a little bit, yeah. Just a little bit because I think someone right on her heels is Marina. I could see Marina walking away with this right now. That's a good one too. That is a good one. Um, it's a very strong cast. This cast is very, very good. I think it Minty is. at this point is out of contention. Um, I just, I think the expectations for Venus are getting higher, so I'm a little nervous about her. And I think Brigadine has no chance of winning this one. Yeah, um, I mean, I like, like I said, I like Brigadine, like her aesthetic wise, like when she, like the Pearl runway, I thought that was beautiful. Like she brings good runways until this runway. She brings good runways, but like, I don't see her being in the, like, the top four. No, she is a lovely all-star contestant. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. I hope they have right. an international all-stars. That'd be hot. Yeah. We, I mean, we, we have the UK versus the world. I mean, we're getting Canada versus the world. We'll yeah. See. I'm sure the, the next versus the world will feature at least one queen from the Philippines. Yes. Whoever speaks the yeah. most and best English, probably. Which is probably... Forgetting. <laughs> Pretty, yeah, you're right. Or Eva, Eva, Eva's been very good too. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. All right, where can we find you on social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to plug? Um, so you can find me on Instagram. It is Maha Vijera. So it's a play on words like Megan the Stallion. So it's M A J A T H E E J E R A. You can also catch me on Facebook at Maha Jera, M A J A J E R A. Um, my next project. So I'm a contestant for Miss Gay Ohio America. Um, so uh, Miss Gay America is the longest running traditional pageant system in the world. Well, in America. Um, and uh, I really want to win Miss Gay Ohio America. And that's in November. Um, so if you want to like keep up with that, you can catch me on Instagram. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being here. It was such a pleasure to have you. 
Absolutely. Thank you for having me. And thank you, Jeremy, for who's listening out there. I want to thank them for like recommending me because like that was a surprise because I haven't seen yeah. Jeremy like since before the, the pandemic when they moved to New York for school. And then when you messaged me, I was like, oh, my God, really? <laughs> So yeah, thank he, you both for he he's great and yeah this was super fun maybe I'll, I'll maybe we'll figure out how to get you on both on for a recap of something coming up for sure I'd love that so thank you for having me again a big thanks to Maha for coming on subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review while you're there and don't forget to visit buymeacoffee.com slash blog talk to show support for the pod if you have any questions or comments drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link like listen love until next time I'm Michael Block and that was Block Talk. Mm-hmm.